It's your host, KJ. This week is dedicated to Black Men Mental Health Matters. Today, I have the nephew, the monkey up here. What's going on, nephew? How you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm feeling real good. You feeling real good? Okay, how are you feeling mentally? I'm great, actually. You know, I just went, you know, like me and you talked before, but I just recently went through a breakup, and actually I've been taking it a lot better than I thought I would. Okay. You know that you are important, right? Yeah. You know your feelings are valid? Yes, ma'am. And you know you can express yourself, right? Yes. Yes, man. This is a safe space. Let's go. Let's talk. What's so, up? What's up? Talk about. All right. Let's talk about this. As you being a black man, right? What's yeah. your perspective? What's your perspective of mental health and being a black man? Like, what's your perspective of being a black man in America? And uh, you know, what's your perspective of mental health? Well. I'm very young. I'm only 20, I'm 21 years old. I'll be 22 next month. But um, I have experienced a lot. And my perception of mental health as a black man, well, really as a man alone, when you're, as a man, when you go through things and when you're feeling depressed or you're having anxiety about something, you can't really talk to anybody about it, no matter how close it could be the person that you love, you know, male, female, non-binary, whoever, however, you, you know. But as a man, you know, you can't really, you know, as you know, you cannot go to them and talk to them about it because they will not understand. Or even if they do understand, all they can tell you is man up or it's going to be okay. They can't actually give you the support and advice that say you would give them or they, you know, they can't reciprocate the same energy that you need but once it comes down time for them to need it you're all ears and you know you're all the help so as a man yes it's it's very hard to to open up but mentally it's kind of that's why they say men are a lot mentally a lot stronger because they do men have to deal with a lot more things mentally than than physically than women Mm. I wouldn't say I wouldn't even say it's a competition, you feel what I'm saying? Because right, it's not, but go ahead. Oh no, I'm just saying no, nah, it's not it's not really a competition. It's more or less of granted, women do have their their they go through things emotionally and physically. But as a man, it's almost like because we don't go through the same things physically our emotions aren't as valid because, because, you know, said, said, said physical things also cause their emotional uh, problems. Okay. But who's saying that how y'all feeling isn't valid? Like who's saying that society and honestly, as a man, if you, okay. So in a man's shoes, this, this is even beyond being a black man in a man's shoes. When you go, you know, as a man growing up, you always told toughen up, be a man brush it off, walk it off, you know, or that don't hurt you a man, you know, whatever. So 
being mentally having that instilled in your mind even at a young age once you start to grow up and once you start to grow out it's like you don't really want to talk to anybody about the things you go through or the things that you experience because at, like like i say as you're growing up you were always told to toughen up this shouldn't hurt you this shouldn't affect you because you're a man yeah but it does boy. i'm sorry yeah but it does affect y'all you know mm-hmm. it does affect y'all and you know that's why i'm trying to you i'm you well not trying i'm using this platform to get y'all perspective of of being a black man in america y'all perspective of mental health i can't tell you what it's like to be a black man in in america all i could do is just you know ask questions and what can i do to help you you know how can i be there for you like what can we do to make you feel more comfortable with a black woman like or whatever like how can we help you to feel more comfortable you know yeah and you know my experience with relationships as a whole did not even just last relationship but this experience with the relationships as a whole is more or less of what the woman wants always like and i even got that before i started dating but it's really always only what the woman wants. It's never really what the man wants. The man could be going through everything in a little bit and because a woman's feelings are hurt or because a woman feels how she feels, your feelings are invalid, no matter what. Like she's having a rough day and be, and you could be going through something way worse than her little rough day, but because she had that little hiccup in her day, you have to stop everything that you're doing to make sure that she's okay. And it's like, Where's the, you know, where's that consideration for me? Where's the consideration for the male in that perspective, in that uh, situation? So that's why the male, you know, the male perspective in society is that our mental isn't really, not to say it isn't valid, but it isn't really looked upon as something to be worried about. But it should be because everything, everything you just told me is basically you are giving and 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 you're not getting the same thing back in return. When you need a little tenderness, when you might need a little kindness, when you might need a little uh, word of encouragement, like, yeah, you, you, you deserve that too, period. You deserve that too. Now you take all of that that I said and think about that. That's the only thing that weighs heavy on your mind throughout your entire life. And once in a blue moon, somebody tells you, oh, you smell good today. You look nice today. And that takes you far. You could have, you could be having the worst day ever. Somebody tells you, as a man, somebody tells you, you smell good, you look nice. That just changed the entire day. That didn't change your perspective of life for that day because you feel better because you got a compliment. Because men don't get compliments. Men don't have have women, ch- like, not all men, but men don't have women, you know, chasing behind them like how women do. You don't see women turning their necks every five seconds. You don't see that a lot. Like, the stereotypical, what's very stereotypical about men is that they look at women. Every time a woman passes by them, they stare at their they they behind or they look at their breasts, and that's what it is. Men don't men don't have that. They don't have no st- like a woman like only thing in our mind the most that we get is a print. And that's we just now learning that for real for real. Like 
niggas ain't really think about that before. Like so, okay. So what is what what is your love language then, Damani? What's your love language? What do you require from your mate? Because it's because it seems like sometimes you know, you're not getting the love language that you require, like, or you feel like you deserve. Am I right or I'm tripping? No, you're right. Um, me personally, I I know there's a lot of different types of love language. I get Okay. Yeah. And my mine's is more or less of physical is physical and communication. Like if we can't sit in a room for hours on and hell, even a whole damn day. If we can't sit in a room for hours on it and just have a conversation, smoke, chill, whatever, without being interrupted by us getting on our phones or us watching something, like if we can't just sit up and chill, I I can't be around you. Like I don't if we have if if it has to be an argument or something just ha- like you just got to have this negative tone, this something just has to be wrong. I can't do that. Now, like I said, but yeah, like I said, um, I can't, I'm, I'm personally more of a physical type of person though. I like, I like to be intimate as well. Okay. So you like the physical touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you like the physical touch. Um, what about words of affirmation? Uh, right. Huh? I said, right. Like, so, you know, just, and I don't like to point out certain things because I feel like when when getting into a relationship, you should know that you want to be intimate with this person, physically yeah. and mentally. It shouldn't yeah. be, I have to ask you, what do you want? It shouldn't be, I have to ask you, how, like, how, how do I need to love you? Like, it should literally be a connection. It should be physical, mental, verbal, everything. Everything should be there. It should be clicking. It shouldn't be a question every time we turn around. Every time we turn around, it's another question. Every time we turn around, I have to ask you you know what am I doing wrong how how is how do I need to do this how do it shouldn't be that it should we should be able to talk and you know be around each other without feeling any negativity yeah I understand everything you're saying but you know everybody it takes time and patience to actually grow in like when it's two when it's two people it's two it's two people it might be different upbringings it might be uh, different love languages. You feel what I'm saying? It's a lot of compromise and a lot of different things that take over. So it's like, you feel me? This person, you might feel like you're giving way too much and this person is giving way too little and it's not going to work because because you're going to get tired of it eventually. Right. You are. You're going you to get tired of it eventually. So I understand what you're saying at that but. You know, but it's just about life, man. It's just, just all about life, man. And that's what yeah, happens in life. You know, it goes, it goes farther than just you know, intimate relationships with the mental health. Is you know, it goes, it goes far. Like, it goes back to how you were raised and things like that. Like, as a men are where men and boys are raised way different than women. Like. And it's 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 tough to say, but it, it's the truth. But honestly, if you think about it, as a as a boy, when you growing up, if you get a girlfriend, your parents don't really care too much. Your mom might be on you a little bit, but your dad don't really care. Now, as a girl or a woman, when you growing up, and you get a boyfriend, 
your parents are like they they hell they on you like white on rice they don't want you having sex because they don't want you having no babies but they don't care if your son have babies they don't care if your son have boys or girls whatever they don't give a fuck now they might get mad but they ain't gonna be too mad they're gonna be they not gonna be as mad as they're gonna be at you for having a you know for having a baby because you're a girl now why you think it's like that I have no idea. And it's really fucked up. Ugh. Like, once you think about it, it's like, you you grow up around, around your parents and you don't think that they're doing anything malicious towards you. You don't think that they're trying to lead you in the wrong direction because they're not. In their eyes, they're not. And in your eyes, they're not. But once you grow up and once you realize what happens and what's been happening, it's like you realize the traumas you experience. You realize the the mental hardships you actually went through as a kid and that you just never chose to speak about. And as, like I said, especially as a man, you don't growing up, even growing into your, you know, into your teens and your adult years, you still don't talk about it because as a man, you don't have nobody to talk to. And you don't, and even if you do have somebody to talk to, you don't even want to talk to them about it. Like you just, you kind of want to keep it to yourself. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I understand what you're saying. You want to keep it to yourself, but I don't, you shouldn't keep it to yourself. You feel me? You shouldn't keep it to yourself. Um, you most definitely should have like a journal or something, write down your feels and everything like that. You gotta That's write down your thing. feelings. You That's gotta write down your feelings. What's the other thing, bro? Men. So, as a man, when you growing up, as a boy, when you growing up, you can't. You you don't got no journal. You that you get told that's gay. That's another thing. It's very stereo. Like another very stereotypical thing is that men get told a lot of things are gay, and you don't want to be. And you get teased for being gay. Like now, it's okay to be gay. But when growing up, when I, like, you know, I grew up 10 years ago, like, not that fucking long ago, but growing up, it was like, you get teased for being gay, you get teased for everything. So one very strong mental thing in men was to, and I mean, in, a, in boys was to not do anything that girls did, i.e., you know, having journals, you know. And, but that's a part of the reason why a lot of guys think that they could become rappers because a lot of things that, and I've talked to my friends that who, who make music, and this is not a slight to them because they really do make some great music, but a reason that they got into making music was because they had no mental outlet. They had no one to go and talk to. Granted, they had girlfriends and girls they, you know, they were dealing with and they even had family. But it was like, even when it came down to that, they couldn't necessarily go to them and talk to them about it because they know they would either get a negative outcome or they wouldn't get the support that they were looking for. So that's when they would sick. And that's why a lot of these younger guys think that they can become rappers and they can just make everything, I like, you know, make all their problems go away with music. And it's Granted, it does help, but not everybody's an artist. 
Right. Right. I got you. But like most definitely it's nothing wrong with boys having uh, a journal. It's nothing wrong with that. Cause if my, my nephew <laughs> has a journal, you feel me? Mm-hmm. He has a journal. He's allowed to have a journal. It doesn't even have nothing to do with nothing. Like if he wants a journal, he wants to um well he actually has a venture log. If that's what he wants, you know, and it's okay. We allow him to be his most authentic self. Um yeah, because we're not raising a broken king. Um he's allowed to cry, he's allowed to um express himself. Um yeah. Because I know we don't we don't tell my nephew if you cry, man up. We don't tell my nephew that. We tell him it's okay to cry. To yeah, you gotta talk to yeah. him. Yeah, talk to him. I, we give him hugs. Um, we encourage him. We uplift him, and we feed his inner man. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Yeah. So one thing that is not talked about enough, though, is that men, it's okay for men to cry. It is okay for a man to feel his emotions. Facts. Facts. And it's very important. It's very important for y'all to understand that it's okay for y'all to feel y'all emotions. It's okay. If you need a hug, it's okay if you need a hug. It's okay. It's okay if you want to cry. Men have emotions too. Like that's the one thing that we try to, that society has really tried to, and they actually have done a great job at it. Is shy away from men having actual human feelings. They try to dehuman. Like society has dehumanized the the man, especially the black man. They have dehumanized us because of, and this is strictly on black men, but they have dehumanized us. By I was talking about this earlier in the session in my uh cars and coffees uh session, but white people have put this stereotype on black people that we are aggressive, we are very dumb, and we are aggressive, and our initial and only reaction will be aggressive. And so, when we try when we go through our you know our mental health and you know things like that. We can't let that stereotype of dehuman that stereotype of dehumanization take over us. We can't let that just say we can't let that replay in our head and you know have a strong hold over us because at the end of the day, that same white man that that tell you or that same white woman that tell you that you aggressive and all and that that and that and made this picture in your in your parents' mind that white people ain't or that black people ain't supposed to cry and the man ain't supposed to cry and the same motherfuckers that go home and cry to their wife about the dumb shit that they deal with at work. Real life tears. Yeah, we just gotta understand. We just gotta come together. You know what I'm saying? We just gotta come together and and really just try to figure out this whole thing about. Like at the end of the day, no matter if you're a man or whatever, you're still a human being at the end of the day. You feel me? At the end of the day, right. you're still a human being. So as a human, you want to be loved naturally. You want to be heard naturally. You understand? Like you want all these things naturally. You feel me? 
And I think it's really messed up that men um, have to grow up feeling like that, oh, I'll be soft if I cry. I'll be soft as I, if I like writing poetry. I'll be soft if I like this. I'll be soft. Like, that's really dumb, like, how everything is. Like, it's really stupid for people to even – it's just dumb. It is, but – when you in a when you in the shoes of a man, especially a black man, it's kind of it's kind of like you have no choice. You don't really have a you don't have much of a choice because at the end of the day, regardless of how nice you are, regardless of how kind and sweet you are, I notice this myself. You know, you know, I'm a very tall. I'm very tall. I'm six six. I'm skinny. I'm skinny, but I'm very muscular at the same time. Yeah. So I give off kind of a not necessarily a dangerous demeanor but you know a kind of an aggressive demeanor when I walk when I talk you know sometimes and I try to change that and become a lot nicer especially at work and no matter what it's like you all you can see is this tall black man and it's scary and it's like you no matter what you you know people are going to see that and you can't you can't live in only that. You have to live in the bright side of that. You have to live in the fact that okay, they only only thing that they see is this tall black man. Well, when they see this tall black man, they're gonna see how goddamn good he looks. Facts. That, that's that's kind of how I look at it. Cause it's like if I just if I, like when I tell you, I see a lot of people throughout the day. I may walk somewhere. I may you know take the bus. If I don't drive, I take the bus. Whatever. And I see a lot of people and I see their reactions of me. I've been walking for a long time. You know, I see people's reaction of how, how I am, how tall I am without me saying a word. So it's kind of like, I can't take that negative. Like I look at people, I may look at them or I, hell, I might even laugh out loud to the point where they can hear me. And it's like, you're not you can't be mad you can't be mad because it's like they noticed you that's that's what you should want you should want somebody to notice you because you know you look good you know how good you look so you should you should want somebody to notice you and then it's kind of like a mental game you play with yourself it's like damn the, the reason that this person looked at me because they they know i look good they this person looked at me as a compliment they this bitch could have had the most fear in her eye I'm taking it as a compliment. Well, uh, well, I changed, I changed my perception of a lot of things because if I live in the way society has conformed, or I'm sorry, you will, yeah, really has conformed and transformed into, I wouldn't be happy with myself. I'm, I, like I told you, I'm a very happy spirit. I'm a very happy spirit. Like, I don't, I don't let a lot of things get to me. I don't let a lot of people change my mood. Like you've even seen, we've been around each other, play the game. You've you've seen it. Like somebody could do something that is very obnoxious, very annoying, something that I genuinely do not like. I can check them about it. I can talk to them about it, and I still have a great time. Yeah, you will. You do. You know, you do. You got a good spirit. You got good energy. 
that's why you feel me. You know what I'm saying? We still, you know, yo, we kick it because you are an amazing human being and you're your most authentic self. So, uh, yeah, I want you to, you know what I'm saying? I want you to be happy and all. Like, I want you to be able to express yourself. I want you to just be who you are. Like, you deserve nothing but the best in life. You feel me? So whatever I could do to help you, if it is just to listen to you. Because, you know, I asked you the other day. I said, man, what's going on? He was like, you ain't no understand. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> you was like, you ain't no understand. Because <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's a very, it's a very deep thing because, like I said, it's a, it, it's way deeper than even what I just said. I kind of gave you more or less of an overglazing and a more personal. So you just gave, so you basically just gave the surface. Right. It wasn't really that much of a deep, you know, in depth of it of the topic because, as like I said, it's a, it's a man, it's a male thing, so it's not something that I can just talk to you about and really explain because I need you to okay the best way to put it is only way you can understand it is if I talk to another man about it okay so basically I mean I could get another man up here that's fine but that's that's kind of what I'm trying to say like okay a man like I feel like the best way for that to that kind of perspective to be understood is if it was a man talking to another man while you're listening or even a man talking to another man while you're, you know, you're the host. So you would be asking questions and things Hold like on. that. I got you. Hold on. Give me a second. Yeah, because this is it's 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 very deep it's it's something that you know that that should be understood by men and women it shouldn't be only understood by men especially for women who are looking to date and women who have a hard time dating because a lot of times women don't understand where things are going wrong in their relationships or why this man is looking outside of his relationship. And it's literally because of, he may not feel 100% appreciated or he may not feel as the things that he are, he is reciprocating in the relationship isn't being reciprocated to him. So basically you saying like, when you in a relationship, you basically saying it's not about you at all. It's about the woman you with. It's not about you. That's what you're saying. Right. Men don't have really that. There's never really in, in a relationship, unless the relationship is domestic, like, like, and they have, like, very violent, you know, situation going on where he he's very dominant. I can see that maybe, but other than that, like, it's not really even in the happiest relationships. It's ninety percent about the it's ninety percent about the woman. It's never really about the man, unless now I've seen 
like on on the internet where they was i seen this video where this woman was she's i think she said it was like a competition between her and her husband of who can be nicer and now i get that but that is a white household that's not a really a black household so you know there's not a lot of you know no matter you know there's not a lot of to say logic but it's not a lot to work with there because in the black households, you know, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of up and down, regardless of who you are and who you with. I don't care who you are and I don't care who you with. You can't lie to me and tell me that your, your partner is the same person every single day of the week, tomorrow, yesterday, and two years ago. You nope. can't lie to me and tell me that they are because they're not. Everybody changed. People change, things change too. Like... Yeah. You can't you can't tell me that. Some people right. may have a slower time, you know, they may change at a slower pace. But like I said, you can't tell me that that same person that you met is the same person that they are today. Not the same exact person. They could be better, they could be worse, but you know for a fact they're not the same person. That's true. That's true. So <clears throat> so what advice would you give to a woman getting in a relationship with with you? Like, what advice, when you get into your next relationship, what advice would you give a woman into knowing about the money and what the money requires? Would that be the first thing that you discuss before you enter another relationship about what you require? Honestly, before I entered this, my previous relationship, I did. And the funny part about it was I did not get what, what we talked about. So we had even talked, we talked about, and this is not to drag her name. I, I love that girl. I still have love for her in my heart. But um, when we started talking, we talked about how, you know, we wanted relationships to go and how we wanted love and we don't want this to just be a sex thing and how we actually wanted to be intimate and we want to go on dates, and we don't want to be arguing, and we we both hate arguing, we both hate yelling, we don't want to be mad at each other, anytime there's a problem, we should be able to talk about things, a lot of those things didn't happen, like, granted, yes, the dates and going out of town, those things happened, but a lot of that other stuff did not happen, and it was kind of like, well, you can't say that you want this, that, and the third to happen, and you're not even doing it, so... But but how about if the person don't really know how to be intimate? How about if the person wasn't never show how to be intimate? Was y'all both going to learn how to be intimate together? Like, how how does it go? One person have to teach another person, right? Right. And now, being that you're teaching this person, you can't... Being that you're teaching somebody, in the midst of teaching them, you can't give up. That's one thing that I realized in a relationship as well. You can't just give up. You can't just say, fuck it. This person don't want to listen. This person don't care. I quit. You can't do that. That's where cheating starts. That's where, you know, breakups begin. You got to, you got to fight. You got to push. When they say, when they, when you ever heard this, the, that cliche saying, fight for your woman. Yeah. That's that, that's another mental thing that, that women don't know about for men. A man could be going through whatever in a little bit. This girl could have just cheated on this man with his best friend. 
and they're gonna tell you fight for your woman. Go fight for that girl. Fight for the fight to get her back. You love her. Fight to go get her back. Mm-mm. Me personally, I'm not fighting to get nobody back. I did. I, when I'm in a relationship, I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna give you the tools. I'm gonna help you. But if you don't use them, if you don't reciprocate what I'm giving you, I'm not going to help you anymore. I'm going to stop helping you and I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you fall. Because I've been catching every single time we've been on, put it to you like this. We're walking on the, we're walking on the side of a cliff. Me and you, we're walking on the side of a cliff. You've never walked, I've walked on this cliff thousands of times. Yeah. Trying to, you've never walked on this cliff and I'm trying to teach you how to walk on it. Every time you every time you take a step, you slip. And I catch you every single time. And I keep teaching you how to put your foot in front of the other so you don't fall. And you keep slipping. And I keep catching you to the point where I'm not catching you no more. Right. You start catching you start catching yourself, but you still slipping every single time to the point where you don't slip so much that you you starting to fall. Every step you take is, is, is closer to a fall. You're slipping a lot harder. But I've been telling you this entire time, put your foot in front of the other so you don't slip and fall off. Wow. Now that, you done, now that you done fell off, you're looking up at me, expecting me to come down and help you. Fine, I'll come down and help you, but I'm not helping you get back up the hill. I'm, up to, I'm going to be at the top of the hill waiting on you. Because I already taught you how to get up the hill. I taught you how to climb this hill. I taught you how to walk on the side of it. You failed and you did not listen. And that's not my fault. Mm, that's, yo, you just said a whole word, man. So basically, you just basically saying, listen, I'm teaching you how I want to be loved. I'm teaching you everything that you need to know about me. I'm giving you... <laughs> Everything. I'm giving you the blueprint of how to love me, how to treat me. Everything. Right? right? Everything. Mm-hmm. And you're still not doing it. You're still not reciprocating that energy. You're still acting like you can't understand what's going on. You're still acting as if what I'm saying is like it's, it's a different language. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it takes a, li- a person longer than others to really catch on. You know what I'm saying? It really do. Right. And now me, like I said, I'm not the type of person to just quit on you. Growing up, I never quit on anything. I had, when I remember when I was, one thing that I will never forget in my life, ever. I was nine years old and I was playing football. And I had, I, I used to play corner. Not quarterback, corner. I, that's the dude that covered the wide receiver. I used to play corner and my court and my coach, I never forget this man told me, you suck. You need to quit playing sports. You should quit right now. And this mm-hmm. wasn't he this this wasn't a slight to me at all. I was not that I actually wasn't that bad, but I wasn't that good either. But it wasn't I wasn't that bad to the point where he should actually tell me, you know, to quit. So when he said that, I said, no, nah, I'm never gonna quit. I ended up playing the rest of that season. I didn't win no accolades. I didn't, you know, get no awards or anything like that. But I did, you know, end up having a pretty good season. And one thing that I never forgot was that 
that coach told me to quit and I never, and I never wanted to quit. And ever since then, I never quit on anything. Like only time I ever quit was a job. And that was if I actually did not want to be at that job anymore. Like I've never quit on a relationship. I never cheated. I never was the type to just step out. Like none of that. I've, I've never quit on anything. I can be work. I used to work with my dad and he used to piss me off to the point where I never wanted to work with him again. I never quit. I'll still work with my dad. If my dad was to come into, come up to me today and, and say, hey, I got a project I need you to do, I need help with, I'm going to stop whatever I'm doing to help my dad. Like, I don't, I'm not that type of person to just quit. So when it comes down to a relationship and we're, just, and we're going back and forth and I'm continuously trying to teach you how to love me and you're not getting it, I'm not going to quit on you. I will stop teaching you, but I'm, I don't, I'm not quitting on you. I don't, I don't have no, you know, hate towards you. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying, oh, I hate you. I don't love you. Let's no. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to teach you anymore. I want you to take the things that I've taught you and try and put them into the works. And if you feel frustrated and you feel like you don't want to do it anymore, I'm sorry. That's not my problem. I'll, I'll go on. I'll, I'll live my life. You live yours. You have a great day. You have a great life. I hope everything in your life is, you know, peaches and cream, butterscotch, all that. I hope rainbows and Skittles fly out the sky for you and only just for you. I hope the next person that you meet is the best person ever in your life. And that me and you, you know, we live, we go on and live great, great, prosperous lives without each other. I don't want to see you fall. I don't want to see you fail. But at the same time, I just understand that you couldn't love me the way I needed to. Mm. That's powerful. That's powerful. So you choosing yourself at the end of the day, Damani, you chose yourself. So it's all about self-love because you love yourself enough to walk away. That's what you that's what you basically just saying. Like, listen, I love myself enough. Um, I'm walking away. So that's very powerful. So, you know, even at your age, man, man. You about to go up, man. That's the only place you can go is up, Damani. Like, for real. Like, you teaching life lessons and, you know, shoot, you can learn a thing from Damani. <laughs> Damani. What? Yeah. You know. I, just, I, I try and be, like I said, I try and be happy. I try and maintain myself because at the end of the day, Yes, I have my mom and my dad I can always talk to. I have my step-parent, but I was, and I have my siblings, but it's like, at the end of the day, regardless of how they, because you can go to, I can always go to them and talk to them about anything, but at the end of the day, it's like, they're going to give me their perspective on it. They're going to tell me how they feel about it and how they would go about it. And granted, that's why I went to them. I went to them for their perspective, but they're not going to give me the support I need. They're not going to give me what I need. They're going to just give me what they want. Mm. Or, I'm sorry, what they would have wanted in that situation. Got you. So it's basically about their perspective and their opinions and how they would handle it. Right. It's not about like, well, well Damani, what do you want? Well, what do you want to do? Like, how do right. you feel about the situation? Right. And that's, that's like, how it is even growing up. Even growing up, that's how it is. So that's why a lot of people grow up closed-minded and they don't. One thing I really hate is that 
you're told that when you know you're like 20, 21, 22 years old, you're supposed to basically, you know, be out living and, you know, do what you do or whatever. But it's like, you don't get, you don't understand that, yes, you're supposed to do that and have fun, but you're also supposed to be able to have people to help you do that. Have people right. to talk to you about doing that. Have people to support you in doing said things. You shouldn't feel like when I do this, it has to be a secret or I don't, I shouldn't have to, I don't need to talk to my dad about it. I don't need to talk to my mom about it because they're not going to give me what I, they're not going to talk to me how I want them to. They're going to only tell me stuff that I don't want to hear or they're gonna, only going to tell me negative. Granted, this is one thing that people my age don't understand. Granted, those things that you don't want to hear, they are necessary. Even though you don't want to hear them, they are necessary. But at the same time, they are that is not the way that it should be handled. If I tell my if I tell my parents I want a car, they shouldn't tell me, oh well, you need to learn how to save money first. And I don't think you can the way the way the way you spend money, I don't think you could you could buy a car. That's not that's and that's that would be said an initial reaction that you wouldn't want and would make you you know deter away from going to them for advice or going to talk to them about things. Now, if they were to answer a question as and say, "Hey, I want to buy," it. "Hey, mom, hey, dad, I want to buy a car," and say, "Okay, I understand you want to buy a car. You know, you don't have the best spending habits, but we can, we can, we can figure out a way, you know, to get you a car." We can figure out a way to get your money better and get you better with, you know, saving money and, you know, being able to keep up with your payments for your car because the car is a big responsibility and go on and talk like that. But right. when it comes off as straight negative and anything like that's just, it's not what you really want. You right. You right, though. You right, though. So what advice... Hold on. So... What advice would you give um a black man in America mm-hmm. that's just trying to f- find their way, like trying to figure themselves out? Like, what advice would you give them? Start small. I'm not. I'm not no big time nothing. I'm not. I'm a manager at two jobs. Really, I'm not even a manager at my second job yet. Like, start small, make your money, build your money up. I can't, I can't tell you not to date because dating is fun. Having a girlfriend is fun. It keeps you out of a lot of trouble. It keeps you out of the way of a lot of things. I changed my life completely. When I say I changed my life completely and 100, percent you you know Cali, right? You know Cali Bandit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going, we're not going to go into what he has done or things that he talks about, but I've done similar things. My life has changed when I say 100% completely since I've been in a relationship. Like I, my, I don't, I don't have beef with anybody. I don't have ops. I don't like nothing. Like when I say I've been in the house, I've been chilling. Even when I go outside, I don't have problems with people like, being in a relationship is is 
it's fun. It's good for you. It's good. It, it is good for your health because it does make you sit down and chill out and relax and it makes you focus. But at the same time, you do need, like I said, you need to start small before you go into that relationship. You need to have your foundation. You need to have your money. You need to have your bread because relationships cost a lot. They cost a lot of money. They cost a lot of time. They cost a lot of your mental relationships cost a lot. And you just have to kind of mentally be prepared for yourself before you go into your next relationship or you go into your first relationship. Because if you don't have yourself together financially, physically, mentally, you can't expect someone else to come into your life and they have all of that and you have none of it. Like, that's not how it works. It's just, it's going to cause problems. It's going to cause negativity. It's going to cause toxicity because you guys are always going to clash heads because you don't have this. And, or say you have money, but you don't have. The money. You got to hit the button because I if you talking, I don't hear you. Make sure your screen up. But yeah. Hold on. Okay. Hello? Yeah. Yo. JJ, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You hear me, Damani? What's going on, Cecil? What's going on, family? Um... I'm waiting on uh, Damani to come back. Um, that's who I actually was uh, talking to today or whatever. And, um, you know, we was up here about 40 minutes, you know, talking about, like, um, a male's perspective and everything. And he was basically telling me that, you know, it will be better to, you know, I ask questions or whatever and have a man, another man up here with him so, you know, y'all could go back and forth and have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically what he's saying. So I'm waiting on him to join. How you feeling today? I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm good right that's now. Good. So, yeah, I'm waiting on him to uh, – I'm waiting on him to join right now as we speak. He should be joining shortly. We had we been had we had a good conversation today. Like, you know, he's uh, 21 years old, but you know, he's very smart, very wise, and yeah, he was just you know giving his perspective about everything, and um, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. All right, Cecil, Damani, Damani, Cecil. So, how you doing, bro? So, you know, when you were telling me, you know, a male perspective, and I could just listen, y'all have a conversation. So, here he goes, Cecil and Damani. Y'all can, you know, pick it up how you was talking, Damani. Oh, you got to ask a question, though. You hear me? I asked a question? Yeah. Uh, okay, 
So, Cecil, do you think in a relationship that is all about the woman rather than the man? Nah, it should be 50-50. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not what it should be. What it is. It, it, it should, yeah, like I said, it should be. It ain't always that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, have relationships with Sometimes all about the woman. Sometimes all about the man. I don't seen it both ways. Right. Uh, do I agree with that? No, I don't agree with that. Like I said, I think it should be fifty-fifty. You right. focus on me, I focus on you. And that's how relate. That's me personally. That's how I feel like relationships should be. Like even my thing is when you, like I said before, when you're going into a relationship. It's, you should know what you're going into. You should know who you're going into it with. It shouldn't just be, it shouldn't be a, a question behind everything. It shouldn't be me asking you, how do I need to love you? How do I need to do this? How, because it's, like I said, if we are connecting, if we are really on that level where we actually love each other, it sh- everything shouldn't be a, a, a question. See, that's it. That's how he feels his relationship should be. Everybody not like that. Everybody wants mystery and grow as they go. I mean, I like to learn. Some people like to learn they, they partner as they go on with their relationship. Right. I mean, like you said, you want to know what it is, how I should know how you want to know how to love her automatically. Not necessarily automatically, but it's it's kind of like the things that I do for you, like loving wise, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't come off to you negatively. Negatively, like how? Oh, man, how do I put this? When it comes, when it comes down to love, it shouldn't be. You know, it shouldn't be one sided. It shouldn't be lopsided. And when I ask you. You know, how do you, you know how do you want to be loved? How do you want this to work? How do you want how do you want this to happen? How do you want that to happen? How do you want me to handle this certain situation? It shouldn't be taken as a slight to you or a, or a, I don't know how, I don't know how to love you type of thing. It should be taken as you know I'm trying to find a better way to love you. I'm trying to find you know more ways to love you, but it's been taken negatively. Uh, I don't know about that one. All of my relationships I have, I know, like, as far as me asking her how to love you, I'm not going to ask you how to love you. I'm going to do right. certain things for you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get your reaction. I'm going to go off your reaction of what I do and what you like to find right. out what I need to do to take care of you. Right. I'm not going to ask you what I need to do unless there's something that's wrong with you. I don't know what's wrong with you and then I need to find out how can I make it better. That's when I'm going to act. Other than that, I'm going to just go for what I know mm-hmm. and hopefully you like what I'm doing. Now, some of them, now what do you do when, they, when she doesn't like that? Regardless of, even if you know this is the most, the, the, you know this is exactly what you need to do no matter what, even in the worst of times, you know what to do. And she's just not going for it. All right, give me an example. Because I, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I need an example to actually go for. 
Like, I don't know why, but she got the she got the worst attitude ever. She mm-hmm. she just got it. She's upset. Not talk. She in the whole pity mood. <clears throat> everything like you know, she's sitting in the corner, shoulders up, and in, inside of her neck, like everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know what to do. You know how to. You know how to calm her down. You know how to get her right. You do all of that, regardless of what it is. She's still not going for it. So you stop. You talk to her. You say, you know what's going on. Try and have a conversation. She don't want to talk to you. What do you do then? Mm. Then that's when you got to pull out the stops. Because if she's mad at you, mm. then you got to do whatever you got to do to fix that. Especially mm. if that's your everything. You right. know what I'm saying? If that's your everything and she's mad at you and you don't know what for, you got to mm. think about what you have done. And if you ain't, if you can't think about nothing you've done, then you need to pull out all the stops. All the stops to make her feel comfortable, to loosen up, to feel like, all right, now I need to tell you what, what, what the hell you did wrong. So what happens when that don't work? When that don't work, it's just that she's not interested no more. Because at, at a point in time, you got to communicate with me what's wrong, what happened, what I did wrong, so I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. If you're not communicating me what's wrong, and so I won't do it again, then that means you're done. Exactly. And no. if you're done, I can't fix nothing if you're done with me. Like if you got in your hot mind made up already, no right. matter what I do, you're not going. It's not going to fix it. Right. Now, let me ask you this: as a man, mentally, mentally, how does how does that like a negative relationship, such such as the one we're talking about, how does that take a toll on you? Oh, it takes a toll on you a lot, like a lot. When a, when a person is angry, I mean, listen, when a person is angry, like, she might be angry for her own reasons. You know what I'm saying? Something that happened in her past, something that was done to her in her past, and she had never let that shit go. You know what I'm saying? It's your choice to deal with it and, and keep going or move mm-hmm. on. You know what I'm saying? If you could come home, if you come home every day and that person is in a funky mood, she's never happy, you know what I mean? But it's not with you. It's with, it's with the world itself. Then you choose, and you choose to stay with that person. Then you choose to stay and deal with that right there, and try to make her happy as much as you can. Right. Even though nine times out of ten, it ain't gonna make her happy, but you're trying. Hopefully, that's good enough to make her stay and be not that angry with you. Other than that, all you can do is just pick up, because being around somebody that's miserable every day is gonna make you miserable. I realize that. I realize that. Like you as a man trying to make somebody happy that's not happy doesn't make you happy. No. It's not and that's not even happy. not even with a not even as a man. That's what I feel like that's what anybody Period. though. Like anybody. Women too. Being with a man that to, is not happy is not gonna make you happy. You can't right. Fix you, that. And you trying to build somebody who's not trying to build themselves or they're consistently saying that they're trying to build themselves but not showing any progress is that's that plays a big role in it. Mm-hmm. It really does. Because so, you can't help nobody that can't help themselves. So basically, right. um, so basically, yeah, so basically, that's what it is. If a person not loving themselves, 
they're not going to be able to give you what you require if they really not really loving themselves like that, um, Damani. If they really don't love themselves like that, it might be a personal problem that they're going through, you know what I'm saying, things that they're going through with self and really don't have nothing to do with you. You feel me? Yeah, right. But even you know when they voice that, even when they voice that they're going through things them, within themselves, so they, they let try you to know help the rip. They let you know the rip. I got issues, right? But even you know when you try and help with said itch, issues, it's kind of, it. I don't know. It's I don't know how to ment- mentally. I don't know how to feel about it. Like personally, I'm in a better. I'm in a better space now, but. At the time, I didn't know how to feel about it because she t- she would tell me things like she, you know, she had her own problems mentally and physically, things like that. And I would try and help her with it. Like, I put my own things aside. Like, I tried, I used to work out all the time. Push-ups, sit-ups, go to the gym, all that. I put, I put that all aside because she's talking about how she would be fat and how she didn't like how she looked. So I tried to help her out and it was like, she didn't work out at all and it was very evident and it was kind of like you well number one she wasn't even fat but still it was like you're not showing no progress you're not doing nothing that you say you want to do you're not doing the things that you that you so how, like to do so how was you talking to her like how was you talking to her because that's also a, a matter in the um in the situation like you could you could think you're coming off one way and tell another mm-hmm. person you're coming off the wrong way. Yeah, so how was you talking to her? Because, you know, sometimes you might feel like you've, you know, you've been there in a loving way, but... You might be coming out a cruel way to them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been there so many times where I, I'm saying it in the nicest way I can, but it's still the wrong way to say it to a person. Yeah. But, so it, no. it all depends on how you was how you was perceiving yourself of letting her know, like, I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, she might have took it the wrong way, and sometimes you have to sit them down like, babe, I might, you might be taking it the wrong way, but I'm not trying to say it the wrong way. I'm just trying to be there for you and help right. you and get you, get you to this next level so we can be happy. Right, and it's hard to, it's hard to maintain a relationship when you consistently do that. When you're consistent, when you're the one who's consistently trying to help this other person through their hardships and you're consistently telling them mind you i wasn't an asshole to her like granted yes i would make my asshole remarks you know jokingly whatever but it was never in a demeaning way now when it came down to her problems and things like that i was never disrespectful i was never you know nonchalant about them i i faced all of her problems head on as if i was hurt and even regarding the relationship, if I felt like, you know, there was something she could have did better, I let her know. And I never tried to, you know, come off very, come off disrespectful or to hurt her feelings. And even, I even explained it to her, you know, different type of ways, like, hey, you can go about it this way, you can go about it that way, even to the point where... I'm not going to lie, there was points where I may have, like, my tone, I've never said anything disrespectful to her, but my tone may have gotten disrespectful, but, or maybe a little aggressive, but other than that, I don't, I'm not that type of person that's just going to come off. So basically, you was getting frustrated with telling her the same thing over and over. Bruh, when I tell you consistently for a year and a half, I was trying to teach this girl how to love me and and herself. I get that. 
I get that. But the issue is, she told you off the rip, she got issues. Mm-hmm. So you came in the relationship knowing she has issues. Mm-hmm. You can't get mad. I'm in, that's a, that's a, that's a part of the reason why I'm not. That's a part of the reason why I'm not mad. That's a part of the reason why. I'm, Were you trying I'm to fix saying, her? It seemed like you was trying to fix her. I was, and like I said, I'm not that type of person that's going to just you leave nobody you to rot. Yeah, you can't see. See, that's the thing. You, she says she had issues. She got issues. You can't mm-hmm. rush her. You can't rush fix her. You know what I'm saying all you can do is try to make the issue better. You can't fix her until she's ready to be fixed. Right. And yep. if she, and sometimes when she's ready to be fixed, she won't. She might not even want your help. She just needs to do it herself. She just needs somebody there to support her while she's fixing herself. Yeah. Right. I realized that in the midst of the dumbass the dumbass arguments like in the middle of a dumbass argument when i say a dumbass argument i mean as in i would talk to her about something that would literally help her and say you know you, you can handle the situation a lot better so next time you know we come across that situation it won't end like this same exactly the money. Everybody don't receive things the same way. So you might feel like you're helping her, but you might she might feel like that you really don't want to help her by the way that you're coming at her, like you getting on like she's judging her. Yeah. yeah. So she might even want to come out. With that situation, when the same situation when she, come out, I have her I have her talk to me and I have her explain her side of the situation. And in the midst of her situation, in the midst of her explaining it. I literally let her tell me exactly what I said. But my thing is, when, she, when the situation happened, did, she, did you did you ask her what happened, or did she yep. come to you and tell you what happened? Both. Either like some sometimes it'll be she'll be sitting there, and I I you know I'll realize that she's upset about something, and I'll try and come to her and talk to her. Other times it will be she would come to me. But when she had come to me, it was it would be like she's holding back. Like she didn't really want to tell me everything. All right. That's the thing. Don't force it. You know exactly. Saying? When she come to you, let her come to you. Let her say what she want to say and get it off. Now, even if you heard different about mm-hmm. the situation, don't even bring it up. Don't bring it up. I don't. Not right, not right then. Because she's going to bring it up again. Mm-hmm. Don't bring it up right then. Let her, let her breathe, let her calm down, let her get it through. Then the next time, when a couple days or a couple weeks that went past and she brings it up, then you let her, all right, so what happened with this one? Because I, I heard that this happened too. And then let her, all right, this was, not her explain that, because now a couple days that went past, so she she could, she should be in a couple zone to explain that part of the situation. Right. But let her tell you what she want to tell you at first, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, you did to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta let her breathe. You know what I'm saying? If she's mad, she don't wanna talk, just just I right, go in your own zone. Let Give me also space. add something on to this though. One thing that I like to that I am is I'm a very fun person. So like and I'm also very interactive. So when it comes down to a relationship, if I see that you upset, yes, I'm gonna talk to you and I'm gonna try and get you know, get you to talk to me about it, but after that, I want us to not be mad at each other anymore. I want to, I want to be able to go on and have a, you know, finish having a good day, regardless of this little hiccup that we had. I, it shouldn't be 
we got this little problem or this little hiccup and we can't talk about it. And now it's this, mind you, it happened at 10 o'clock this morning and now it's eight o'clock at night and you still mad. And it don't work like that. Day. It don't work like that, bro. It Man, don't work like don't. that because I, I could get over something easy, but, but my girl don't. Sometimes they hold on to it. So, yeah, they hold on to it. Like that. Nope. Yeah. It's two different but people. Listen. It don't work like that. I understand what you're saying. It don't work like that, bro. When you're dealing with somebody that got issues like that, you got to be able to stay in the house with a person for like a month mm-hmm. and some change and without even just 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 with a hello and a good morning. Yep. If you Did need me, that. let me know. And keep it moving. Did all that. I stay at my parents' house and my parents let, when I say my dad let her stay over all the time with how long she wanted to, whenever she wanted to, so it it was almost like we was living together. Mind you, I live in a I live in an attic, so it's like I got my own apartment. They live on the first floor, so like it was almost like we was actually living together. And I just realized like things wasn't really what I wanted them to be. It's like like she was asking me for things that she wasn't doing. No matter how nice I was, she was not like she wasn't reciprocating the same energy. It's just all right. So what's keeping you together? What's keeping you together? I'm single as I'm single as a Pringle. I'm single as your mama on a goddamn ladies' night. Okay, don't play with me. I'm listen, listen, listen. I'm single as your goddamn uncle in the congregation. Now come on now. (laughs) So 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 it did work out. So obviously it wasn't meant for y'all to be together. Exactly. So and I don't like I don't do this whole thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for cutting you off. I just want to say this one thing. Do this whole thing. I just want I want it to be known. I have no hate for this girl. I still got love in my heart for her. Like, but I don't want I don't want y'all to feel like I'm slandering her name or anything like that. Like she was a bad person. She was not a bad person. She was a great girl. She was a wonderful person. It was literally just not a good fit for the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, yeah, everybody's not meant to be with each other. Some yeah. people some people that's why I, I think I'm, that's why I feel like I didn't I don't I didn't need to cry about it or, you know, like, you know, when you break up with somebody, you really be upset. Like, you really just be hurt about it. I felt like I didn't need to cry. I didn't I didn't need to be upset about it because, number one, I already knew it was coming. I want to say about four months ago, I men- mentally, I told myself that this relationship is ending. It's not going to work out. And um, But that's not good, though. It's not. It's not. But you know why it's not good? Because you already checked out. So, you already Listen said in me. your mind. You already made up in your mind that yeah. you Yeah. So what is it was kind of like it was kind of like the reason I did it was because I was no longer there was nothing interesting in me, interesting to me anymore. So I even told her, like, yo, I'm not really feeling the relationship as much as I was before. And things aren't as interesting as they are as they were before. And she understood that. And I was and I was like, so you know. I'm not, I don't hate you. I don't want this relationship to end. But if it did, I'm not going to be mad about it because, you know, it's not as fun as it was before. And if things were to begin to become fun again and, you know, the relationship became good again, then, you know, I would, I would mentally check back in. But until then, I'm, I'm not here anymore. But you know, but you know, that's not how relationships go. You feel me? You might be yeah, in a period that. for six months. You might be in a whole funk. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? It ebbs and flows. You feel what I'm saying? It, nothing's mm-hmm. perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nothing's perfect. So 
Yeah, but this is a learning a learning experience for you, you know what I'm saying, with being in a relationship, you're still young. And yeah, man, I'm just glad that Matter of fact, I want us to have another conversation like this again, like with you and Cecil. You feel what I'm saying? But right now, in my background, it's like, you know, they cutting the grass and ain't feeling the energy. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling the energy at all? But we most definitely uh, have to do a part two to this, y'all. All All right. I don't know. Part two of we this, could probably do, uh, I'm off on Sunday, so we could definitely do a Sunday. I won't be. I will be out of town Sunday. I will, I will be out of town Sunday for my nephew's birthday. So, um, okay, you can't spare thirty minutes for your from your nephew's birthday. Um, no, okay. I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can say, y'all. It's okay. <laughs> I might do a podcast for LJ for his birthday because he's been asking to be on the podcast. Oh, that'll be lit. So, man, um, I, but this is a good conversation just to have, just to have y'all, just to have a conversation with uh, two men, and just, I like it, because it's like, I hear both perspectives, and you can learn from each other, and you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I appreciate y'all coming, you feel me? Y- y'all gonna most definitely, we most definitely gonna do a part two of this. Um, Again, this is Why Not Us Podcast. Damani, thank you. Cecil, thank y'all. And peace and blessings. All right, no problem. Don't forget to.